It is good to uh, be amongst you again and to bring God's word. <clears throat> there is a verse in Hebrews 11 and verse 35 uh, that speaks about, of course, the chapter is about faith. The chapter is about various aspects of faith. It is like a diamond. And so the apostle there uses these different characters. All of them are weak characters not perfect characters. We would find fault with all of them as we would find fault with all of us. Um, but he seeks to show us what is true faith. Faith is not simply something that the world talks about. It is so deep and so great and multifaceted. And here in verse 35, it says it is. it was through faith that women received the de their dead raised to life again. <clears throat> and <clears throat> this is a wonderful text um, that speaks about the faith of not just these women, but those who were involved. What did they do? Uh, and I want—I could um, go on and speak about a variety of people who saw their, uh, their, their children come to life. In the Old Testament, of course, this is in relation to the Old Testament um, uh, scriptures and the uh, characters but <clears throat> we could think about elijah you remember that woman of zarephath whose son died but i want us to think uh, briefly on uh, the account of elisha you read about this in second kings chapter four and we don't have time to read through it but just to uh, very quickly uh, give you a recap of what has happened there's this woman uh, a, a wonderful woman with her husband is uh, in Shunem, this woman of woman of Shunem. They don't have children. Uh, they they in turn become a blessing to Elisha. Uh, this woman asks her husband to build build a place for the keep of Elisha, and Elisha comes and asks this question. So what what can I ask? What can I ask uh, from the Lord for you? And um, and, and uh, he, he basically prays to God that the Lord would provide a son for, for this family. And the Lord does that. The Lord answers this woman's uh, prayers and uh, Elisha's prayers. But the uh, if you were to read Second uh, Kings 4, you will find that there comes a time that tragedy hits the home. This this child comes home, uh, goes to see the father on the field and um, he <clears throat> begins to say, my head, my head. And uh, the, uh, and the the father sends the son home to his mother, and the, the son lays down with the with the mother, and and he dies. Lays down his head on on her lap, and he dies. And uh, <clears throat> so the father comes home and uh, says, "What's happened?" She explains, but but then she she goes to meet with Elisha. And uh, and what happens? If you were to read that passage, you will find that Elisha sends Gehazi, his servant, with his staff. He says, go with my staff, lay the staff on this child, and uh, he will rise from the dead. It doesn't happen. So that's, that's what I want us to think about uh, this, um, this afternoon. So <clears throat> when the question comes to her, um, when Gehazi comes and asks this woman, is all well? Is everything well? She says, it is well. 
but the fact of the matter is that everything was not well. Everything was not well. And yet God blesses this family again. The Lord answers prayer. So there are a number of things that I want us to think about. And I, uh, if we had time, we would have read Second Kings 4. But uh, I, would, I would say, have your Bibles open on that passage. And I will just be referring to it. Some of the lessons that we take from this passage and this description in Hebrews 11 that women, they received their children back to life again. First is this. This kind of faith and this kind of prayer that we, we are praying uh, this afternoon, it needs to come with great faith to trust God when we cannot trace his works. When we cannot trace God's work, still we are to trust him. If God had given this boy in answer to Elisha's prayer, why had he allowed him to die? Uh, this was a big question which must have faced the uh, boy's mother and Elisha also. Uh, why has this happened? The Lord blessed us with this child and now he, he dies. And so what a puzzling, challenging situation it was uh, as this poor mother stood before Elisha. And you read about this in verses 27 and 28. And, and what could Elisha say? What would you say in that situation? What would you say in when tragedy hits your home, your church, situations that happen? What can you say? Uh, could he tell her why God had permitted this thing to happen? No, he couldn't. Uh, all we can say is that I don't understand it, but I know that God has said that he will work all things together for his good, for our good and for his glory. I, I have no idea. I have all, all I see is that I am living in a world full of trouble. And um, but there are many times in our life, as I had to on, on this Monday morning, when, a, when one of our members contacted me and said, my brother has died. He suffered much in Belarus and now he has died. His, his wife hates the gospel. And because of the war, we cannot go. And I had to just go. And, and um, I, all I could say to, to say how sorry I was to hear this. What can we say other than bringing the words of the gospel and to uh, seek to encourage the children of God? But we cannot answer why God has uh, allowed things to happen in, in life. Um, and, and, and this is where we must... In many times in our lives, we must trust God in, in the dark. Uh, and, and this needs an audacious or, or bold faith to trust God when we can't trace him. And, and in these situations, we ought to continue to boldly seek his face and to, to, to pray to him. And maybe that's, that's the situation with you right now. Um, and uh, this is the situation where Mary and Martha found themselves when... Uh, the Lord's friend Lazarus had died and they come with all these kinds of questions and with all kinds of issues and what do we find the Lord doing? This will turn out for, for my father's glory. This is going to turn out for God's glory. But what do we find? The scripture says Jesus wept. He doesn't go into all the answers and all, doesn't give, give all the details what he is going to do. But he enters into their sorrow and he weeps 
Can we see Christ weeping? The second thing is this. It needs great faith to trust God when those who serve him and profess to know him have failed to secure the desired result. Sometimes it is that God's people expect things that God's servants cannot provide. And there are sometimes God's people think that all the time God's servants are in touch with the Lord. And that they should not disappoint them. Here was this woman desperate. And Elisha sends his own servant, Gehazi. And he sends his staff with, with him and says, go and lay this um, on the child's body. But sadly, Gehazi, he was out of touch with the Lord. And even though he had Elisha's staff uh, and he had been commissioned by Elisha, nothing happens when he seeks to uh, become a blessing in that household. Uh, and we could say that, Eli uh, that Gehazi was a, was a mere formalist. He had the form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, as we read in 2 Timothy 3, 5. Um, he had the form, but not, we could say, not the force. And, and you might have, dear friends, you might have had experiences with God's servants, even with Christians. And uh, you're most disappointed, you're discouraged, you're heartbroken. Why have they done this? Or why didn't do that? And maybe that is a real struggle for you. And it has stopped you in praying to God. And it stopped you in serving the Lord. It has stopped you in so many different ways. And, uh, and you, you're just baffled. And, and so Gehazi's failure uh, was an added challenge to Elisha's faith. Because he had to now come and, and he, he must have thought to himself, well, if my servant with my staff can't, uh, can't get answer from the Lord, well, maybe the Lord will not answer me either. So, friends, maybe that's what you have faced. Don't let that discourage you. It didn't discourage that woman. Another thing that we see from this passage is that, and here is a woman who will receive her son back to life. But what if he didn't rise from the dead? Um, that's, that's something to think about too. But let me move on quickly and say, it, it needs great faith to trust God when the situation is desperate. What was the real condition of the boy? How desperate was his case? He was dead. He had been dead for quite some time in verse 32 of 2 Kings 4, we read, And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. So the, be the, the boy was not only dead, but he had been dead for some while. And how impossible the situation must have seemed. Humanly speaking, it was impossible. Uh, Elisha knew, knew that, and Gehazi approved it, and this broken-hearted mother knew it also. And my friends, your situation, in family situation, in church situation, you, you have dead children, spiritually speaking. You have dead spouses. You have dead re relatives. You have dead, uh, de dead friends, spiritually speaking. And they are not coming to life. How many sermons have they heard? How many uh, prayers have been offered for them? How many tears have been shed for them? 
in, in all other situations, there are certain circumstances and tragedy has hit your life and uh, you're heartbroken. What shall we do? Well, our Lord Jesus Christ said this, and it is so true. With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So is your case a desperate, desperate one? The Lord says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Something else we learn is that it needs great faith to discern God's will and to pray the prayer of faith. If we were to uh, read verses 32, 33, Elisha comes in, finds the child dead. And then it says in verse 33, he went in, therefore, and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. Elisha needed faith to discover God's will in this situation. Um, for it is not always God's will to heal the sick or, or to raise the dead. He can do it, but very often he doesn't do it because it is not his will. And, and faith does not alter God's will. And that's hard for us to take. Um, we, we need to pray according to God's will. And to claim that God will do something that is contrary to his will is not faith, it is, but it is presumption. Um, and so what Elisha had to do was to find out what God's will was and then to pray the prayer of faith. And this, in this case, the, the prophet discerned that what God wanted uh, and, and he knew that God wanted to raise the child from the dead. And so he asked him to do it. He, he seeks the Lord, prays to the Lord for this. And he prayed, it says. And, and dear friends, there's something for us to take to heart. It needs faith to accept sickness or death from the Lord, just as it needs faith to ask for and to receive healing from his hand. It needs as much faith for you to bear with your pains, bear with your old age, bear with those tragedies in your life. And if we were to read Hebrews 11 further down, it says it needed faith to escape the edge of the sword, as well as it needed faith to be sown asunder. People were sown asunder. People were tortured. As it is happening right now, uh, our brothers and sisters have to, by faith, be shut up in prison and be murdered. And they see their children murder and be murdered in front of them. It needs as much faith. And so just a few days ago, it was the anniversary of the burning of William Tyndale. He was born just uh, about 20 minutes from our house. And you might ask, well, how could people like that suffer and bear with it? Can I manage it? And the question is not in the flesh, not, not in ourselves. We can't manage it, but by faith in the Lord. And in answer to prayer, he does give us that grace. And something else, it needs great faith to identify ourselves in a practical way with one of those who need, um, who need this. And so you find this strange account of Elisha going and lying on top of this child and uh, mouth to mouth and hand to hand and all of those things. And you think, what is this talking about? And we don't have time to go into all of that. But what he's doing, he's identifying himself as our Lord has done with us personally. And uh, we may not understand all of it, but it, it is <clears throat> something amazing. And it needs great faith to persevere until prayer is fully answered. I think it is an interesting um, um, 
text in verse 35 of second kings 4 where it says so he he prayed to the lord and he went mouth to mouth eye to eye hand to hand to the child and it says that the child waxed warm his body his body waxed warm became warm and so there was not yet life there but there was warmth there and uh, Elisha could have said, well, that's enough. I, I have a stop. I can stop praying. I don't need to pray anymore. But then you read in verse 35, then he returned and walked in the house to and fro. If you have margins in the authorized version, it says he went here to there and here to there. So he was walking about. What was he doing walking about? The child was still dead. What was he doing? What do you do when you're walking about in, in your situation and you're under great pressure? As a child of God, you're walking about in prayer. You're seeking the face of God. Your thought is going through all the promises of God. And you're desperately saying, Lord, have mercy. And so he didn't stop praying. Elijah returned and walked in the house to and fro. He was going back and forth. Surely he was waiting upon God. Surely he was talking to the Lord and wrestling in prayer. Then fortified and full of faith, he went back to the child and again went through that process. And, and suddenly the answer came. Prayer was answered. Elisha's faith was vindicated for God had raised up the boy. God doesn't always at once say, say yes, dear friends, as you know, oftentimes. If not all the time, he says, wait. But his delay is, as we know, and it is a, it's become a bit of a cliche, but it is true, nevertheless. His delays are not his denials. Uh, so, so bring your need to him. Keep on praying. This woman went. She wasn't satisfied with Gehazi. She wanted Elisha. Don't be satisfied. It's simply speaking to the ears of your brothers and sisters who will fail you. But go to your Elisha, who is Elisha, our Lord Jesus Christ. He is that Elisha, and he comes and deal with those dead people in your life, dead situations and tragedies, eye to eye, mouth to mouth, hand to hand. And he's the one who doesn't go here and there worried or concerned or without an answer he has all of the answers and he, he answers prayer so be encouraged dear friends be encouraged we have greater than elisha to go to and his name is the lord jesus christ well may the lord bless you and may you see your children rise from the dead and may you see those tragedies turn out to be the greatest thing that god has ever done for you amen